Ever wonder what married men think? Well, I do. My name is Jory O'Neill, and I am on a quest to learn what makes men say, I still do, even when they feel like they don't. Join me as we embark on a journey of discovery and exploration into the mind of a godly man. Hear real stories of love, marriage, parenting, and everything in between. Each week, learn practical ways to keep your vows renewed well after the honeymoon. I still do. Do you? Welcome back to I Still Do, Golly Man's Perspective on Marriage. I'm your host, Jory O'Neill, here with my lovely bearded brother, Terrence D. Wilson. Hey, Terrence. How you doing, buddy? What's up, sister? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. You looking good with that microphone and that ring light over there, sir. Uh, you know, I try to upgrade. You know, we was told uh, by, by the broker to to set our everything up so we look more professional. So, you know, we had to level up and just wait till, you know, we get situated to our new place and it's definitely going to be leveled up. I love that. Let's talk about the future. So uh, I don't, uh, I don't want anybody to get concerned. Uh, we're not going to talk about fighting today. Okay. We, <laughs> we're done with the fighting. Uh, fighting is over. Today, I want to talk about love, because I love me some love. I don't know about you guys. Um, and our our co-host, Donald, is having his, uh, he's celebrating his 10th year anniversary. Uh, I think tomorrow, tomorrow, this week, last week, next month, depending on when you listen to this, sometime around the end of March, right? So this is great. I still do, and he still does for 10 years. Super excited, super encouraged. Uh, and on Friday, you celebrate your, your third month. So that's encouraging to look at that. Two total ends of the spectrum. So fantastic. So fan. Yeah, yeah. I remember better than you do. That's not good. <laughs> I, I, I got the fourth on my head from, because, uh, you know, Camia be eight months um, on the 4th of April. So got you. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's more important, right? Maybe a little bit sometimes. Uh, not really. You're going to keep it moving. Uh, <laughs> uh, so in case you guys are missing uh, Donald's laugh, he's taking care of some family business right now. Uh, he may join us a little bit later, but uh, we're going to keep this, this conversation going concerning love. So we talked about some areas that, you know, people kind of, miss the mark with in terms of when they have conversations. So I want to talk about areas that maybe people miss the mark in terms of loving one another. So Terry, I have a couple of questions and these might be a little odd for your sister to ask you, but what fuels your tank? So we talked about fighting and, and Donald brought up the idea of love languages. Uh, what what fuels your tank? We talk about tank. Um, there's a book called The uh, Love Languages by uh, I think uh, Gary Smalls. I don't I don't think it was him. Maybe it was him. I think it was Gary Smalls. Yeah. And so he goes through different love languages, uh, time spent, words of affirmation. Talks about acts of service. He talks about affectionate touch. Um, I think that was a fifth one, five love languages. The fifth one escapes me. Uh, 
Words, service, touch, time, taste. That's not one of them. Taste isn't one of them. Is it like gifts? Gifts, yes, gifts. That's and so you know, I don't even think about it because I mean, being married to me is just a gift in itself, I think. So I don't even think about gifts, uh, also because they're expensive and I got way too many kids. So (laughs) anything that requires a purchase is not on my mind. So in my household, we got four love languages. (laughs) That's all we work with. We can't afford a fifth one. We can't afford it. But um, let's let's go backwards. Actually, what what's your love language, Terry? You know, I, I think mine falls in um, touch, words of affirmation, and um, act of service. Um, I think that's what my the the major three, um, the gifts and other things is no, they low, but uh, the major three is. Um, touch, which is affection, um, act of service, and um, words of affirmation in that order. So how does Chelsea make sure that your love tank stays full? What does she do to fuel it? Mm, We're still working on that, keeping the love tank full. Uh, It's just, if you know her, it's one of the things to where I think being in her presence and her smile is what, what gets me. Cause I can come home from being at the office late at night and her and Cammie could be up. Of course, Liberty be sleep cause she has school, but uh, her and Cammie would be up. And when I walk in, it's like two smiles and I, I never really received that before. So at first, I was like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? You, you know what I'm saying? But um, when I actually, you know, grabbed the baby, sat down, and and Chelsea just looking at me, so it, 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 it fills me up with joy. You know, the touch, yeah, I like to be touched. You know what I mean? Um, the words of affirmation, it, it's, it doesn't come a lot, but it comes when it's needed, if that makes sense. See, a lot of times I think, men do it we have it bad we will say things knowing that it's true but we have said not at the right time it's like oh i always tell you i love you I always tell you you're beautiful yeah but is that what they need to hear at that moment you know um so it's really timing i feel that it's really timing when you use your words of affirmation um, because, you know, one of the conversations and I don't mind being open with, with the, everybody, because that's the only way we're going to grow as as humans and as a community and understanding the process of being married and going through things for things of being married, because um, it's not an easy task. But being with uh, one who's on the same page and in line with you, it could become easier. Um, it's still going to be a struggle and all struggle doesn't mean. And I almost said the term jihad, but I didn't want to turn a lot of people off and have them freak out and everything. But I do want to clear that up. Uh, Jihad doesn't mean holy war or anything like that. It just means struggle. Um, So when you're the struggle that we have, um, I asked her a question like, do you think I'm capable of leading this family? Because I was going through something mentally myself. You know, I got a business to run. I have children outside of the ones that me and her have that's older that I'm trying to reconnect and build that bond again with them. You know, um, I'm working a job that I 
can't stand going to. And half the time when I'm there, I'm a zombie. My body is there, but my mind is somewhere else. You know, um, just being newly married, just have another kid, you know, dealing with a step kid that's not trying to enforce too much on her, but yet give her value, you know, and let her know, hey, look, this is the way I'm rolling. And unfortunately for you, your mom is on board. So it's going to be a lot of things that you're used to doing that you won't be able to do because I don't feel like you're at that level to do it yet. You know, so and, and, and then when I asked her that, like, yo, do you feel that I'm capable of leading this family? And she the words that she gave me made me go harder. The next day. You know, saying like I didn't go. She went to sleep. I stayed up and I started processing and planning out the next day's adventure for me, far as my business, far as what I'm going to do with the kids, as far as what I'm going to do with her. Like I started planning and I was sticking to this plan for a long time, you know, and now we on our, our 90 day run to become a broker in, in the company. So, yeah, once we become a broker in the company, now we we have the more authority to open multiple offices up throughout the United States, um, including the 11 states that we're licensed in. So um, I'm excited about that. So back to the words of affirmation, the reason I say it is is when you say it. It doesn't always mean you have to say it every day, but it's the timing of saying those words. And that's that filled me up for at least about a month. I was almost ready to do, get foot massages and stuff. I was really excited, you know what I mean? But um, that's just, you know, where we at right now. And I still have some things to learn about her to find out what's her love language and how to really dig deep into it because she holds things in a lot. I know one thing, cleaning up, that'll work, but you can't catch me doing that all the time. <laughs> and it's weird because I come home and take my shirt and my jacket and put it right in one little corner in a room and I'm good to go. And she'd come in like, yo, move that. And then if I move it, I can't find it. <laughs> and I'm the one who moved it. You know what I mean? But uh, love, man. I, I love this life right now. Yo, that's, listen, I, I feel I feel like I'm a I'm a, I might have to start giving you like like questions in advance because every every time I ask you a question I feel like you hear the question and then you give me like seventy two other answers of questions I never asked. <laughs> I say I say how she fill up your love tank, man? What what fuels it for you? He say, well, words, affirmation, I like those. Yeah, I like, I like touch. Touch is cool. Um, you know, acts of service is dope. And then I, and then he says, and then he says, smiles. I'm like, which language is <laughs> what language is smiles? What what, what, language, what category is that? <laughs> so so hey, when that's, I hear that's you, my sixth one. <laughs> but I clearly, clearly, smiles is the sixth one. All right, so Gary Smalls, look, listen, man, you got to add a sixth love language um, that incorporates smiles and just looking at people with admiration and love, right? And so it 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 sounds like it's not a, it's not so much what she says; it's what her her eyes are conveying, what you hear her saying, right? What you hear her heart saying when she looks at you a certain way. Um, and for you, those are words. Those are very powerful words um, that, that keep you grinding, keep you grinding and, and keep you focused. And um, 
you know, keep you honest, right? So, so that's dope. Uh, what, what would you say helps ignite or spark a flame in a marriage, right? So we're thinking, we're thinking love languages and we're thinking about fueling the tank. I keep getting fuel and feeling all jacked up. We talk about fueling the love tank in a marriage or even in a, in a relationship, like what ignites that spark? What, mm, this is the catalyst that's, that's going to move me forward and propel me to action, man. Like, and you know, it's not even, it doesn't have to be romantic action. It's just action. Like, I think what you said was, and this is what I'm saying. I didn't give you questions in advance. So you don't like be jumping ahead of me because I'm saying what ignites and sparks. And he's like, oh yeah, she, she told me these words. And then like, man, I was up planning and I was, Right. So for you, that that's what ignited your spark. That's what like, mm, boom, I heard it. I felt it. I received it. And I'm going to do something with it. And in any relationship, what types of, I guess, communications or what types? It doesn't even have to be like a specific phrase, right? Because you didn't share with us what your wife shared with you. But what types of things, if you can kind of like categorize what types of things, and again, I want to hear from a man's perspective, um, what what types of things ignite or sparks a, a, a flame to, to where you feel like, mm, I have enough momentum, I have enough energy now to, to carry this into this next thing, or I have enough energy to go out and face the world because it beats me down, or I have enough energy, or I have enough strength right, to get through another day, even though it seems monotonous and dull. Uh, help us out. Uh, what helps uh, ignite? To have fun. See, it, it's, it's weird that you asked me that because I was, I was thinking, as you was talking, I was like, what, what was the thing for me? Like, what keeps me enjoying this, this marriage? And um, it's, we have fun. You know, um, of course, I'm older than she is. So a lot of things I take some of the old school philosophy is coming from our mom uh, and some of our aunts. <laughs> you know, and sometimes they don't say the best things, but yet it's things that work. You know, and, and one of the things that they used to always tell, mama used to always tell me is um, the same thing you did to get them is the same thing you do to keep them. So once I hit a level of understanding me and loving me and know who I, I, I am, who I'm going to be, once I hit that level, it was like, okay, once I get this woman, whatever I did to get her, I'm going to keep doing it. And I was very persistent. Um, <laughs> I was very silly, you know, and she likes to smile. So my thing was be persistent in keeping her smiling. So in, instead of being persistent and taking her out on dates and doing other things, it wasn't the dates that was keeping her excited. It was the fact that I was able to make her smile. And I gave her a safety net. She felt safe being with me when she was out and about. So what I do to this day is I still protect her and keep her smiling. You know, even when she don't want to smile, I'll do something absolutely retarded, excuse me, for some people who might think that's offensive. 
So um, I would do something that was, that'd be crazy. And just to get her to smile, and she'd be like, I can't stand you. But that's, I did my job. You know what I mean? I made her smile. And, and my goal is to always make her smile every day. Um, so at least three times. If I got it, if I can get three smiles out of every day of me being me and doing something to make her smile, then then that's how I keep that flame going there because I get excited by seeing her smile. And seeing her smile helps her deal with everything else. Um, and another thing that you were saying, uh, you know, about going out in the world and everything else. Um, I'm going to jump back to when I say when I walk into the house. When I walk into the house, it feels like I'm coming home. It feels like I'm home. A lot of people don't have that feeling when they're with somebody because they got to deal with the world and then they come home, which is supposed to be a safe net, um, a safe haven, however you want to put it. And they come home and then they have to deal with in-home stress. So me coming home now is totally different for me because when I come home, I feel like I'm at home. I feel welcomed. I feel, and when that happens for a man, it keeps them wanting to keep doing the things that they're doing to continue to have that feeling. Because some men are selfish. We are. We selfish. It's about us. But in order for us to get the us out, we have to make sure we do for others. And when you're in a relationship, you have to make sure you please your mate to get what you need to get out of it. You know, if that makes sense. Wow. You dropped a lot of gems, bro. Uh, you always be dropping them gems, man. You should write a book. I'm serious. You should write a book. Um, yeah. I'll write a book. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet you, you write the podcast. I'm gonna take the transcripts from the podcast and write a book. Uh, <laughs> I give you 5% commission. Um, <laughs> hey, it's a family affair. I'll take it. <laughs> but you, um, you touched upon a couple of things that I've noticed in, I guess, in, in my own marriage. So I'm a comedian, right? And um, Ron enjoys laughing a lot. And so he married a comedian. Right? So imagine if I stopped telling jokes. Imagine if I stopped making him laugh. Imagine if I stopped doing the things, like you said, do the things that you did to get him to keep him. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just, I'm, I'm again, I always reverse the role because at the end of the day, I am on a quest to find out what makes men still say I do, even when they feel like they don't. Right. That is my quest that I'm, I'm searching high and low. I'm searching short marriages, long marriages. I'm searching remarried, married again, uh, whatever. I want to find the answer because I want a marriage that's going to last. And once I figure out, how to create a marriage that's going to last. I want to bottle it up. I want to package it. I want to book it up. And I want to give it to everybody. Because marriage is an extremely precious gift that, that too many people take for granted. Um, I love 
I love the part where you said you go out into the world to life stressors and the last thing that you want to do as a man is come home to endure home stressors, right? Like the home is supposed to be a refuge. It's supposed to be the safe space that you can be yourself, right? You don't have to put up the same bravado as you do out at work or when you walk in the streets. You don't have to be the man. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to be anything except you. And that's a comfort. That that right there is a gift. Being able to find an environment where you can be you, authentically you, right? Um, so kudos to you and Chelsea for finding out what that is uh, and so early in the game. I think what what you initially said now makes sense to me, right? Hindsight. You said when you come home and you see her smile, you see her smile, that gives you so much joy. And now it makes sense because in your mind, your goal is to keep her happy because keeping her happy makes you feel accomplished. It makes you feel proud. It makes you feel good because you're like, yo, I wasn't even at home. And my woman smiling. That's what's up. Who the man? I the man. <laughs> right in my mind, like that's what I like. You said like men are selfish. I I you know I don't know anything about that, right? Like I can't speak to that. Um, but it, it makes sense now why her smiling brings you so much joy. Um, so that's dope, and I hope. I hope everybody's able to understand and, and, and take away, like, for me, the, the lessons that I'm getting from this conversation is, one, the work that you put into acquiring a relationship is the work that you need to continue to put into maintaining that relationship. And if you desire for that relationship to thrive, you're going to have to put in a little more work. like. And so that's what I don't understand um, why people get so confused when they're like, oh, my marriage, uh, my marriage is, uh, it's not so great. I'm, All right. Well, w- what are you doing differently? Like, nah, you know, it's just like, you know, we don't talk anymore. We don't go out anymore. We don't have fun anymore. OK, well, what are you doing to create fun? What you mean, create fun? <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, well, you found out what that person liked prior to marrying them and then you gave it to them and then they were like oh I like this this man likes me he gives me what I like great what does he like okay now I give him what he so now we are feeding and fueling each other's love tank right and now we got this engine going and we're wow amazing and then at some point Somebody forgets that we got to change the oil on this bad boy. It's not going to run itself. Did you put gasoline in the car? No, you didn't put gasoline in the left tank. What? Well, I guess we just, we just here. Now we just here with a cold, rusty engine. (laughs) No fuel. (laughs) Cylinders about to burst. (laughs) You know, you know what I find amazing is that um, a lot of people think your relationships stay the same as it was in the beginning. And it, it should never stay the same as it was in the beginning because the reason is because each one of you should be growing. 
And if one outgrows the other, then the relationship would never be what it was in the beginning for one is because one is ahead of the other. So you have to understand that when you go through a relationship and you've been in this marriage or a relationship for years, the ideal of the whole thing is for each one of you to grow. And if I'm growing and Chelsea isn't, then I have to find a way to get her to grow as well. So like you said, I have to start filling her tank of emotions, physical, mental, whatever it is that she's lacking, I have to be able to feel that and vice versa. Um, But it is real important to remember that I may like bowling when we first started, but now I don't want to go bowling. Not saying that I don't want to go bowling. I like to bowl. So that's not, you know, you know how daddy is. So I got that part, you know, like I got to go bowling. Um, But it's just those things, you know what I'm saying? Because we will outgrow certain things and it's not that we doesn't find it fun anymore. It's just, that's not who we are now, you know, because as, as you evolve, things changes and you have to be able to change and adapt to that as you go. So um, I know that's probably something that you probably had another episode on or whatever, but um, I just felt like it had to come out right now. You know, who knows? You know me. Listen, foreshadowing, post-shadowing, shadow boxing. I don't really, uh, man. <laughs> it's funny because when you said you have to be somebody else out there in the streets and then you come home and be yourself when for my business um i have to be professor x that's my alter ego in my business is professor x and the reason i picked him is because um i use people in certain spots to get them to do certain things for them. And a lot of people don't understand the power that professor X had. It wasn't that he, not only he can read your mind, but he never used your mind against you. He always used what he's seen to help you, to help the mutants control their anger, to help the mutants use control their power, to be able to do this and do that. That's what he was doing. And far as my team, that's how I, I use my team. Like, okay, prime example, I've been wanting to have a family business for so long, but in order for me to have certain pieces in, in family members in this business, I had to get one at a time to make it work. You know what I'm saying? So I had to grab a sibling to get a cousin, <laughs> you know, but it worked. Because now we have a family business, you know, and it's not just a cousin. It's a cousin who we grew up with. It's a cousin whose mom is our mom's sister, you know. So it was one of those things where it, it worked. It gelled. It worked. Um, and I still plan on building that family business, whether those two pieces do the business or not. In that sense, it's just that I know I can lean on them for guidance and for that comfort, that family comfort that you can't get from your spouse in a sense. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, oh, when you get married, that's supposed to be all the comfort. Yeah, yeah, that's all the comfort that you need in that realm. But it's nothing like being able to go home and hug your mama, hug your sister and punch your cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's, it's that type of stuff that gets you going. It's a refuel. You know what I mean? Like I have to, I used to have to go back home just to recharge. And I hate being at home sometimes because I hate seeing what the community looks like. 
compared to what it was like when I was there. So I go home, I get that quick recharge and I come back to my home and I, I do what I have to do until I need that charge again. Then I go back and visit again. But yeah, you know, so I'm always thinking now far as how can I get this person to help themselves in a sense, because in this business that I'm in, I'm helping people. And that's, you know, the company that I'm working with is PHP helping people, people helping people. So it's allowing me to be free with helping others in many aspects, not just of insurance or retirement, but in building them into leaders. And I'm very excited about that because the people that I have on this team right now is running for something bigger than what their goals are. And I love that. So uh, back to my bad. I'm, I got the rambling, you know, it just, I love life right now, sis. I love life. Listen, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Uh, so what, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a summarizer. You know, I got to do it. I got to do a rambler, but I'm a summarizer. You got your super summarizer. Power. I got mine. Summarizer. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, so your superpower is finding the strength in humans, the gifts and talents that God has given them, getting them to see them within themselves, and then building them to a place where they're able to utilize them to go in turn and help others. Absolutely. So we have the same superpower, just so you're aware, which is why I was able to articulate it so easily. Um, our superpowers are finding other humans who have that spark, right? They have that flame, that that already innate gift, talent, whatever you want to call it, right? That genius that may be laying dormant or needs some illumination. We go in there with our light. We go in there with our mirror. We go in there with whatever tools, resources that we need to help them to see who they are, not just who they are now, but who they're supposed to be, right? And then we help create a path for them to get there, right? And so that's, that. when I understood that that's what you were trying to, trying to do, like, I listen, I had no other choice but to join you, brother. We on the same mission. We on the same team. Uh, we we trying to trying to make this world a better place one human at a time. So um, I'm, I'm happy that I get to ride on this, this uh, train with you as we go and we help encourage and inspire people in their marriages and their relationships, but also in their mindsets, right? And their self-esteem and their self-efficacy and their ability to be able to see themselves as they truly are, who they authentically are and being comfortable with sitting in that, but not just sitting in that, but aspiring to be something greater because that's who they were made to be. They were made to be great. And we're helping people become great, brother. And I love it. I love it. With that, folks, I know y'all was like, man, we, can I get 20 more minutes? Not today. <laughs> Not today. Uh, we going we gonna to call it a day um, because I, 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 have more, I always have more questions. I always, I feel like I over, I be over preparing, but that's because you're a rambler. So you be, <laughs> you be touching on topics. I'm like, I didn't ask that. 
but that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> so look, I'll tell you what, I actually have time for two more questions and I will keep the answers as quick and short as possible. You're a liar, but it's fine. I still love you. <laughs> and I don't want you to. The people, the people want it. The people want it, brother. They want it. Uh, so I, I'm actually going to ask the one, the one question because I always like to create not just the what to do in terms of practicals, right? So I asked about how do you fuel your marriage and creating and igniting sparks in your relationship? And you gave me some great practicals on ways to maintain the spark once I've started it. And then if I've lost it, to then start creating fun in my marriage because fun is what's gonna help bring excitement back, right? I wanna ask conversely, what can a man do to douse the flame in his marriage? So you saying the flame is already lit and you want it to type thing, huh? I do, but my question, again, I'm going to restate it. What can a man do to douse it? That means fire out, fire done. No more fire, fire gun burn no more. Oh, uh, that's easy. Don't communicate. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> if you're not communicating, that flame going to die quick. Is gonna die quick when you come home, don't speak, don't do anything. Um, your relationship changed with the kids. Uh, basically, come back to your like, just go do your own thing. Then, yeah, that that flame will go out quick. You know, um, if you was giving her words of affirmation and now you're not giving them to her, um, if you was touching her, now you're not touching her. It's, it's so simple. We we have men have tendencies of putting flames out, not even knowing that we're putting the flames out because sometimes we we're done. We don't think we don't think a lot. You know, we think what we're doing is exactly what needs to be done instead of us asking. Is this working? Uh, you know, in some sense for some men, but hey, do you like this? Does that feel good? Those are the questions that we still need to ask. So we don't ask those questions and we still just doing things that we think is the right way to do it, then no, you're going to put that flame out quick. So what, what, what would cause a human not to ask those questions? What, like what can prevent those questions from being asked? Would it be, because in my mind, I'm like, if, again, if you were doing this before, if you were asking questions, if you seem interested, invested, concerned, inquisitive, like curious. It, what stops that? What, what stops the questions? Comfortability. You got comfortable. And when you get comfortable, you don't do the things that you used to do to change the, the discomfort. You just do the bare minimum to stay comfort, comfortable. So I ask people all the time, can a man who's comfortable ever reach a higher goal? And the question is no, because he has no goal. He has no reason to go past where he's already at. So I used to say the word maintaining, like, hey, man, fam, how are you doing? I'm maintaining, I'm maintaining. 
Nah, I don't say that anymore. I say I'm blessed. I say I'm evolving. I say I'm changing. I say I'm adapting. I say I'm loving life because life is not going to be the same time, same thing. Every time you walk out that door, it's going to be something different. But you have to love what you're going through in order for you to continue to reach the goals that you want to be at. So when you set a goal, you always got to have in your head a goal higher than what you're already trying to accomplish. So now that I reach this level, what's the next? I always look for your next. So, but to answer your question, what can cause a person to stop doing the things that they was already doing? It just, they got comfortable. I love it. So communication and comfortability, two C's, they are relationship killers. Lack of communication and an increase in comfortability. I love it. You know, I'm a woman of three. I love, I love the trifecta. So this is what we're going to call it. We're going to call that third C. Change. Well, no, no, change, but canceling what you did at first. So if you cancel what you did at first, if you stop communicating, and if you get too comfortable, you're going to douse the flame in your marriage. Blessings, brother. Blessings. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you all for listening. And with that, folks, we are out. This has been the I Still Do Golly Man's Perspective on Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Jory O'Neill, with my deliciously looking brother. Y'all can't see him, but I'm going to put the video on because this, this background is dope. Everything is delicious. This man, Terrence D. Wilson. Appreciate you, brother. Guys, go out. Be blessed. Stay safe. Peace. Peace.